0: Welcome to Carpe Dime, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Jamie Davidson.
1: And I'm Dusty Simmons, and we're from Financial Center First Credit Union. Thanks for spending your free time listening to us talk about how life and family affects us achieving our financial goals. Right. So
0: what are we talking about today, Gene? Well, today we, uh, we're we going to talk about cutting the cord.
1: Ooh, what kind of cord are we talking about? Electrical, uh, phone,
0: um, please tell me it's not umbilical. Well, it's kind of close. It's uh, <laughs> We're talking about uh, cutting that money cord to your grown adult kids.
1: Ooh, so this could be a hard podcast for either some parents or children to listen to today
0: Some uneasy conversations taking place today. Gotcha So how many of you out there are guilty of still paying your grown children's bills
1: We're waiting for you
0: all to raise your raise you your know, hands here. virtual hands there. I mean, you'd really be surprised how many parents are still paying their children's bills. Um, and it's time to talk about cutting the cord. I mean, we're talking about they're paying cell phone bills, insurance bills, all kinds of bills. And you're going to be amazed when, when when you find out what we're going to talk about here.
1: Yeah. So at some point, you got to cut the cord, right? And today we're going to talk about when that time is right. Well, yeah,
0: we want to cut the cord and kick their butts out of the nest, right? <laughs> well, Jamie does. Get out. Go. Get <laughs>
1: All right, so I you know how we always do, we always start with some facts so that you guys can kind of be aware of why we chose today's topic and where we kind of are. So, this is the first one that we found. Um, a report from Merrill Lynch and AgeWave found that parents are spending, and you guys are going to be staggered by this, $500 billion on their grown kids age 18 to 35, and that's scarily double what they're putting towards their own retirement.
0: Yeah, how about that? For Yikes. Some numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yikes. And to put that in perspective, about how many people that is? A recent survey by Bankrate.com found that 51% of Americans are sacrificing their retirement savings to free up money for their adult children.
0: I tell you folks, I don't know what you're doing out there, but 51% of you, we need to sit down and have a hard conversation, which we're going to have today. a few hard conversations. And I think you had one more fact, didn't you, Dusty?
1: Yep. And according to the study, 79% of parents are helping their adult children in some financial way. And, you know, that could be anything from helping pay for a wedding, a cell phone bill, paying for groceries, all kinds of different things.
0: Wow, man, I need to get on board with this. I, nobody's buying me anything. I call my parents <laughs> and say, hey, you buy me some groceries? <laughs> you
1: know, That's kind of interesting because I do kind of think this is a generational thing. You know, Jamie and I are both gen- Gen X, and, and that's not really something that parents did for kids a generation ago. It's really something that we as Gen Xers are doing for our kids. Not necessarily a bad thing, but there is a time to say enough's enough. That's correct. Right. Right.
0: And so we're going to start out today. We're going to talk about eight items that parents continue to pay for way too long for their children. Okay. So you're ready. What is number one? Um,
1: monthly cell phone bill. And, you uh. know, honestly, <laughs> I can see why this one happens because, you know, these cell phone companies uh. <laughs> have figured out a great marketing strategy. That's and as right. a good marketer, I can appreciate that's this.
0: Right. Add that extra line and we'll only charge you an extra dime. Not really a dime, but you know what I'm saying.
1: I mean, and I have a 14 year old and that's where we've started, right? That's how they get you. Yeah.
0: It's just... It's cheaper if you just add a line yeah yeah no don't do it it's time to cut it don't do it well do it but
1: then when they hit a certain age you know decide that it's time to cut them off
0: right yeah no it's time to have the conversation and I get it when they're when they're in high school and even when they're in college or but you know we finally get to that point where it's time to have the conversation because if you've got more than one kid that's an extra 20 here an extra 20 there with me I have three kids that'll be an extra 60 a month I got I, I can do something with that $60 right so we're gonna have to have that conversation
1: So our producer, Courtney, had a great idea that she's worked out with her parents. Even though it's only $10 a month to have her on their plan, she's being responsible and she's paying a third of the bill to help out. So that's a great compromise, actually. I like that. Yeah. That's
0: a good idea. I'm going to start doing that with mine.
1: There you
0: go.
1: All right. Number two.
0: Auto insurance. Uh, we all hear the adage, you know, you got to keep your kids on your insurance because their their rates are going to go too high if you don't. Uh, the magic number there is usually 21, especially for boys. Their rates are very high until they at least hit 21. Okay. Actually, for boys, it's 25. That's what I thought. Uh, you know, we also know this, though. When they get married, their rates go down. So I'm going to give you the drop dead. The drop, drop dead. dead is this. If your grown adult children are married to somebody else, <laughs> you should
1: not. They should not be on your insurance.
0: <laughs> they should not be on your insurance. Okay. So if your if your adult children's insurance is still on your uh, insurance policy, but they're married, it's probably time to cut that off.
1: Okay. That's Can we good, agree to that? That's a, I agree on that okay. one. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, number three, health insurance, and again, you know, health insurance is something that's expensive. Um, and as a child you can stay on your parents health insurance to your 26 so i see there's a lot of benefit depending on where you are in starting out in your career to maybe stay on your your parents insurance but you should always compare right and you should know i
0: think the thing we need to remember is this if i'm if i'm an adult on a policy and i'm a with a spouse that's one price But when you add the children, it's an extra price. So if I get to the point where my children are grown and they're out of the house, but they're not 26 yet, Mm -hmm. by dropping them from our insurance, we're going to save a couple hundred dollars a month at least. So if I'm working on my budget, that might have to be the answer. Now, That's not always the answer the answer is if they don't have insurance available, maybe they they supplement that with you know paying you a monthly, right? You know the hundred dollars or however much it is to do that. And so it's not it's not like we're trying to be mean and say take your kids off your insurance or We're saying really look at it. We just saw symptoms are they can be on their twenty six. They should be on their children twenty six. Well, it's expensive.
1: And to really think about if they were off of that plan, what could you be using that other money for? And as as we all age and you know start thinking closer about retirement. That could be retirement savings to be socking away.
0: Or I could be playing golf one more time a week. There you go. <laughs> it's
1: all about wellness.
0: Wellness. Wellness. <laughs> Number four, subscription accounts. And we know you're all guilty of it out there. All of us are guilty of it. We all get our subscription accounts and then we, and share, then we share the it. password. <sighs> what do you think about that?
1: Well, you know, I, I think ultimately... Once again, it creates budget issues for someone who may, a child who may start living beyond their means because they're not budgeting for any of these day to day household items that if their parents weren't paying, they would have to pay for
0: it. Right, especially if you're looking at three or four subscription services. It's 10 here, 15 there, you know, another 20 there. Before you know it, they're looking at, they'd be spending an extra $35, $40 a month on subscription services. Then you throw in their auto insurance, which is going to be $200 a month, and then you throw in their health insurance, which is probably going to be 300 a month. We're looking at, you know, $600 where it doesn't seem like it's a lot of money because it's a little bit here, a little bit there, but think about that. As a parent, mm-hmm. that's what I'm paying, and, you know, the subscription service is one of those really small things you think of.
1: But every- Everything adds up.
0: Everything adds up. And
1: you're teaching your children to live beyond their means for the rest of their life. Right. So bad habits here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Number five. Auto loans. And we talked about this one last week, actually, as a part of our other podcast, but co-signing for an auto loan, but okay. not just doing the co-sign, but assuming payment for the bill.
0: Right. Because we know if we do co-sign, we are held accountable for that payment. And if we right. don't... We it hurts our credit. It can hurt our credit. So here's how this works. A young person in their early 20s goes out and applies for an auto loan. If they can't get the loan by themselves, a lot of times parents will co-sign on that. And Nothing that's okay. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Once your child's credit is to the point where they can get that loan in their own name, that's when it's time to say, we're going to go put this in your own name. Now, I'm sorry if some people out there are not going to be happy about this, but if your child's in their their late 20s and you're still having to co-sign, that means they've been doing something wrong with their credit and you're just enabling them. You shouldn't be co-signing on your 27, 28-year-old's car because they don't have the credit. Mm -hmm. That's something there that you need to look at and figure out what you've done wrong and figure out a, a you know some way around that. Come up with some sort of a some sort of goals of how to, to, to take care of this problem.
1: And I asked this question because I truly didn't know the answer as I and I should because I work for a credit union. But you know if you have cosigned and you decide that you're at this point and you want to um, get off of the loan, you actually do have to have your child. Um, refinance, it. refinance the loan. So, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because sometimes they can get a better deal. Right. So that's, that's the step to and take.
0: Well, not only that, it's going to help, it's going to help with their credit score. It's going to help raise their credit score over time because they're taking the steps to do that. They're no longer dependent on what you do as well.
1: Right. Number six, ooh, this one This one, I, I actually can't believe, but credit card bills.
0: Credit card bills, yes. There are some parents out there that went and got their child a credit card right before they went away to college or they went out away to life and said, okay, you can use this credit card. And there's some really nice parents that just paid the bills all throughout college and they're still paying that bill every month when it comes in because it's in both their names. Look, there's no need for you to be on your grown adult child's credit card. There's no need for that. Yeah. So it's time to get off there. So you either have to have yourself removed as a user, or if you're a joint on the card, the the actual account will have to be closed. And I know you close the account, it's going to affect the credit score. I understand that, but it's not going to affect it that much. It can be rebuilt. And
1: it's short term.
0: And it's short term. We really do know people, and we were talking to Courtney earlier, she has a friend who's parents paid her credit card bill forever and still are and this young lady's in her tw- mid-20s now we are really setting them up for failure in life because one day you're not going to be there to take care of that right well, oh there's a big one dusty number seven tell us about number oh, seven
1: rent or mortgage
0: <laughs> if your grown child moved out on their own and got an apartment or got a house we should have sat down and done the budget beforehand If you are paying that rent or that mortgage or supplementing uh, or supplementing your mortgage, something's going wrong here. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a lot deeper than just cutting the cord. This is really a a lot much longer conversation as to why you both did this. Bad decisions (laughs) on both decisions on both parties, parties. yes. Because if the if the if the young person could not afford the, the rent on the house or the mortgage on the house. And it never should have been put in their name. Right.
1: Now, this is a little bit different if your kid is is going through a, a temporary, you know, situation where maybe they've lost their job or due to the economy, something's happened and you decide to help out for a little while. But make sure you've set that expectation of how long you're willing to help and at what level. Because, again, this is affecting your ability for you to pay your own bills and, and, and work on long term savings. Well, this
0: sort of goes back to our last podcast as well. Uh, it becomes a crutch. I, I, I know a particular person for the last 20 years, whenever they're three months behind on the rent, there's a phone call to somebody in the family to help out with that. And that person knows deep down that if they get that far behind, that other person's gonna bail them out. Mm-hmm. So this the, the person I'm talking about is now in my age and still going to grown adults for crutches. to to take care of things and it's not fair it's really not and it's what what it did the first time they did this because there was an emergency it created that that process of oh anytime something goes wrong I can go back to this place and get this taken care of
1: and they're gonna ask for nothing in return oh yeah right. so okay and then number eight and I know we have a little bit different opinion on this but college loans
0: college loans yes so here's here's my thoughts on college loans and then Dusty can tell you hers I believe, so some of us as parents have to co-sign on college loans, depending on how much the college loan is. This has to be a discussion with your children before you do this, what the expectation is. In our household, any co-signing that I've done will be transferred over to them when they graduate. Within six months of graduation, they will take control of their college loans. Yeah. So that is the expectation. Now- I've been paying on one of them every month because I just wanted I wanted to help out that way. But the expectation is college is your responsibility. I don't I, I provide you with room and board and you get to you get to enjoy your Starbucks, but not while I'm paying college. Not just, you know, me paying college loans doesn't make it so you can go get used to getting Starbucks every day. Right. So with my children, I've got a p- amount that I will pay for, and if I have to take a loan for it, I'll do that, but everything after that is their responsibility.
1: Yeah, no, I actually think we are on the same page, because my whole thing was um, have the conversation beforehand, let them know what you're gonna pay for and what you're not, but on the flip side of that, you know, when, when you find out, or if you find out your kid's behind on college loans, that's a bad habit to say I'm going to take those over for you or you're never going to get rid of them
0: right and you know the other thing we have to talk about we're going to talk about this here in a minute is actually the steps of doing these things yeah uh, so many young people go through college and they don't really see those loans are they seeing but they don't really pay much attention to them or you don't really start paying on them until six months after you graduate what I would recommend you do when it comes to college loans is you actually review them every year together mm-hmm. as a parent and say this is how much you've accumulated so far when you get out six months after you get out they're gonna expect you to pay X amount of dollars because you're really set Setting them up for failure if they don't realize that
1: and I know you do that with your daughters I think that's a really a really responsible and good conversation to have because they know what they're going, getting themselves into as well.
0: Yeah, you. Well, so. I hope they do. I think they do. Mm-hmm. If not, I guess they'll find out the hard way.
1: <laughs> okay, so now we've talked about the things that parents typically do help pay for. And, you know, if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, oh, my gosh, this is me, and I, I'm i ready to start taking some of those steps to get out you of this. You know
0: you're out there. Give us a call.
1: <laughs> we're going to give you some tips here to help you have that conversation and move on to the next yeah, phase talk- of relationship. Yeah,
0: so we adult talk- to adult. Right. Yes, so we can respect each other as adults. Right. We're no longer the, the, the parent over the child and vice versa. Um, so we're going to talk about how to help your child become financially responsible and how to have that conversation. So the key here, and I we we talk about this all the time, but it's really about starting at a young age and creating good uh, good saving habits, good spending habits, knowing the difference between wants and needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times, what happens is we don't talk about this at all. the next thing you know, our our, our young child is now eighteen or twenty one or twenty five, and we've been paying for everything. And now they want now you want to have the conversation for for them. They feel like you're just pulling the rug out from underneath them. Right. right? So we we came up with a uh, five step plan. Okay. Of what we want to discuss about this.
1: And knowing that it doesn't all have to happen right away, it is it is a process, right?
0: It is a process. It really is. Uh, and that is really important. You know, I, I would joke and say, no, do it now. Kick them out. No, that's not really the way to do things. Uh, if you want to have a good relationship with your with your grown adult child where you guys can uh, be equals and enjoy each other, this has to take place and it has to be a process.
1: Well, so unfortunately, we don't always have, um, as parents to children, the best conversations and open conversations about money. But step number one really comes back to that idea of sitting down and having the conversation about how you giving them money and helping them out has been wonderful, but that that is how it's hindering you from being able to accomplish your goals and, and maybe what you and your spouse want to do. Right,
0: yeah. You're talking about your goals of retirement, what you want to do. Not only that, though, you're creating people that are going to be dependent on you forever. And you're not going to be around forever. So really, this Or it
1: might actually come to the point where you need their help. You need their help. And you, if, if you've been supporting them their whole life, they're not going to understand right. that at so some yeah,
0: point. We want to sit down with them and, and talk about this because we want them to be a successful adult. Right. Let me re-say that. We want them to be a successful adult. Okay, so step one, have the conversation. Sit down. We're going to have a conversation, son. Okay,
1: step two, make a plan. Yeah,
0: you need to create a plan. My favorite thing. Create a plan. (laughs) Planning, planning, planning. So what's important about a plan is this. You're doing it together. Okay. If you're coming, don't in,
1: don't come with the plan. No,
0: don't come with the plan and say this is how it's going to go. Uh, that's not going to go over very well. Uh, you need to sit down together to create a plan. You need to come up with some goals. You need to uh, look at how to budget, start talking about budgeting, and, and looking at a budget so we're seeing where the money's going, right. how much we have coming in. Use a budget worksheet. Yes. If you
1: need one, email
0: Jamie. Email me. Right. And then you know you also that you want to talk to them about their future. Why this is important to their future for them to be successful, financially successful. Not only. That is is an adult too because it's really it could be embarrassing if mom and dad you know you're trying to take somebody out on a date and you got to get money from mom and dad i don't know about you but i i wouldn't want to have to do that right um, so we're going to sit down and we're going to create that plan together make sure there's okay. input from everybody that's involved and this is important too if you're in a relationship with you know an ex-spouse or a spouse we all got to be involved in this because if it's yeah. just one and the child and the other one's not involved you're going to see some leaky issues there you're going to see some Maybe a little pushback yeah uh, okay so,
1: so separated or divorced parents you need to get on the same page that's a really good point
0: yeah okay. i mean that's we've discussed that in the past and holidays are the same way it's the same way now when we get to this you know, if if dad's paying for everything and mom's saying, I'm not paying for anything anymore, mom's the bad guy. Right. Or you don't want that.
1: And dad becomes the sucker, dad potentially.
0: Is, well, he's <laughs> the sucker if that's what he's doing.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So step three, don't expect this to all happen at once. Right. You need in your, in your discussion, in your plan is to create a timeline. Yes.
0: You need to set a timeline of when things are going to happen. Uh, and you want to start with small steps. You want to take small steps don't start Uh,
1: with the big things first
0: yeah don't just cut them say you're cut I'm cutting you off
1: X date you're off yeah
0: Yeah. Uh, you're gonna create small steps towards that independence so
1: maybe that subscription service or Mm -hmm. the phone bill comes first and then insurance or health insurance comes second
0: right and then eventually all the other things so maybe it it. is okay within three months you're gonna be off of our cell phone plan
1: or you're going to start paying us a third. You're
0: going to start paying us a third or right. fourth, or however big your family is. Right. Um, and that needs to be done by then. And you you come back and check on that. Mm-hmm. Don't just say it and not check back. Because the answer will be, oh, I forgot. Mm-hmm. So you need to be make sure you're both con- conscientious about this and, and and continue to do that. Have the conversation. So I I know we talked about six months from now you were going to switch to your own insurance company. Yeah, you got an insurance quote yet? If you haven't, here I'd recommend. You, you call this person and see if they can get you quotes. Right. You don't always assume you're going to get the best insurance rates from your parents' insurance company. Just yeah. because they've been with them for 30 years, they're not going to give you a break on that. So make sure you're doing that, having those conversations. Okay. Okay?
1: Yep. So that's three. Four, remove yourself from all credit and deposit accounts. And I think this is probably going to be one of the hardest steps for people. This
0: is going to be the hard one right here. So you have to remove yourself from their bank account. You have to remove them. Stop
1: checking their balances and making sure they're not overdrafting. So
0: this is a true story. So uh, I'm on my children's. My wife and I are on my children's. And uh, I'll check my 20-year-olds. And she'll get very frustrated. She'll go tell her mom, well, he just keeps checking my balance. I should just get my own bank account. And then, of course, that comes back to me. (laughs) And my answer is, I'm fine with that. If that's what you want, you should do that. You know, for her, it's a threat. I'm going to take you off my bank account. And I'm going, let's go. go let's do it right <laughs> now. You know, but if you screw up, don't come back, you know, warning. and ask me to fix it. So, yeah. And there's so many parents that, you know, you're you're on your children's account. Your children are on your accounts. You know, it's time to remove, take the training wheels off. And, you know, if we're in our 20s now, guys, we need to have our own bank accounts. We don't need mommy and daddy on our bank accounts. Hey, if we're in our 20s now, we don't need mommy and daddy to pay our credit card bill. We don't need mommy. I mean, You really don't. And you're going to feel so much better in the long run when you do. You're going to feel more independent. You're going to feel focused. You're going to you're actually going to have a different relationship with your parents. You're going to the point where you you become almost peers or equals and you can have you know, you don't feel like you're the little child anymore. I I am a 50 year old man and I still have my parents. And there's times when I still feel like the child on certain things, you know, and you don't want to feel that And
1: financial independence really gives you the authority to say. Look, we don't have that relationship anymore. If, if they're holding something financially over your head, there's always that a little bit of maybe some guilt or whatever to, you know, well, I'm asking you to do this, but don't forget I pay for right, this. Right. So, you know, if you take those obstacles out of the way, there's you're equals. That's right. Yeah. I like that.
0: Step five.
1: Okay, review your plans and goals and celebrate success. Yeah, this is a fluent
0: process. mm -hmm. Nobody expects it to be done perfect overnight. Sit back and, you know, review these plans together, review the the goals and the time and celebrate the successes. Go, wow, really a great job. It's okay to tell your 25-year-old you're really proud of them becoming successfully independent. We get to that point in our lives where when they're children, we say everything we love about them. And then we go through the teen phase where they're embarrassed of us. And then we sort of get in that phase in our 20s where like we want to sort of be able to have the good conversations we had when they were little. Mm-hmm. But nobody knows how to really have that anymore because we went through that team phase. And it could really be that that, that phase here where you could, wow, go, I'm really proud of you as an adult. And they could say, well, mom, and dad, mom or dad, I love you. And, you know, let's go out and let's go on vacation together. You know, not being because you're going to pay the vacation, but because they want to go on vacation with you.
1: I mean, and that's actually a really good point of... You know, parents, parents can love their kids in lots of different ways. And as parents get older, one of the best things they can do is surprise their kids or their grandkids with little things like that. I mean, my dad's taken us on vacation before, and it's such a blessing for him to be able to do that, which we would never ask. But that's because at some point he cut us off and we became financially independent and he was able to save money to do other things. Right.
0: And now so those, things those are
1: rewards that yeah. he's able to give back to us, you know, because he wants to not because he has to and, help us. And the live. great
0: thing about that is when he does that with you, he really enjoys himself.
1: Exactly. Whereas yeah. opposed
0: that he's, you know, he, he feels he's stressed obligated. out because of the money it's he's doing it because that's a real vacation for him. A real joy. Right. And that's really important. To, that's really important to give to your children that, that financial independence. And believe me, had it when I was a kid. Conversation didn't go real well. Felt like, you know, oh, I'm being abandoned here. It took me years to get back and realize what they did. They did for the right reasons. It's just the way they told me that it wasn't probably the best option. Right. But that was different back then. You know, the 80s, the 80s were different. You know, you didn't really have a conversation. It was just sort of like done. Uh, it's different today. It's best to have that conversation with your children. And say, hey, I'm not doing this because I don't love you. Right. I'm just because I do love you and I want you to be successful and I want us to be happy together. So
1: I love that. OK, so remember, we are doing this as parents to create successful adults. Many in times we enable bad habits because we don't want our children to suffer. By helping your children to be independent, it's important to realize doesn't mean they're no longer your children, they're your successful grown children, which is even better. So if you are in this situation and and you're sitting here saying, this podcast is for me, you know, take some initiative. Maybe it's time to cut the cord, at least start the conversation right
0: cut the cord kick the butts out (laughs) just kidding (laughs) but do it in
1: a nice way do it in
0: a nice (laughs) way do it in a dusty way not a a j-e-y way so uh thank you for for listening again today we love it when you guys listen to us remember we're just parents trying to figure this out on our own we we have a little bit of experience in this uh, with financial literacy and just wanted to pass on a few notes to you guys so thanks for listening today
1: Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union. It's produced by Jamie, myself, and Courtney Cooper. Financial Center is a six-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy, and our goal is to help you improve your financial life. To learn more, visit fcfcu.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast from Google, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Hi, my name's Courtney. Usually I'm behind the scenes of Carpe Dime editing episodes that you're listening to right now. But today I'm in front of the microphone to ask you a favor. If you're listening from iTunes or Google, we'd love if you could leave us a review and let us know what you think. And if you're listening to Spotify, give us a follow so you can get more episodes like this every other week. Thanks for listening.